With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Basketball, football, they have awesome new and existing user promotions. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You can get your winnings back in two hours. My favorite, the same game parlays. You can bet five or ten bucks and win 150 bucks or more. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get started now. Sign up promo code Colin so they know we and I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right. We get ready for my buddy, former pro scout, three and out podcast, John Middlecoff. Been at the Niners camp for two weeks. I got questions about Trey Lance. But first, fake questions, real answers. I got stuff I want to talk about but don't want to wait for you to ask me. Did you see the post from A.B., you know, Antonio Brown, saying his biggest regret was that he didn't get to watch himself play football? What did you make of it? What I make of it is that Mike Tomlin kept him basically inside the rails for his first contract. I mean, the guy's like not all there. There's narcissism, and then there's whatever A.B. is. I just have respect for Mike Tomlin. I've said this before. Mike is a player's coach. Sometimes the Steelers feel too emotionally driven. But when you read that quote, that post from Antonio Brown, he's serious completely. Can't imagine having to manage that diva. 
Dear Colin, which head coach quarterback duo concerns you the most this year? Well, first of all, we have a trend for about three years. Defensive coaches sometimes struggle to get along with quarterbacks. Belichick, Brady at the end, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, Brian Flores, Tua. The one I look at is Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz. Ron's a defensive coach. He tends to be conservative in nature, and Carson Wentz is reckless. That is a really, really bad combination. There's a trend in this league, and it's pretty obvious. Coaches and quarterbacks, defensive coaches and quarterbacks, as this game in the NFL opens up and pivots to offense, these relationships increasingly are uneven. Zimmer, Cousins, Pete Carroll, Russ, Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, Jets, keep your eye on it. Defensive coach and a quarterback who sometimes goes off script. Those two concern me. Dear Colin, what's the biggest mistake that football fans make every year at this time? Excellent question. Fans tend to think even great draft picks, top 10 picks, top five picks will make an immediate impact. Now, there are certain positions like running back or cornerback where it's easier to excel. I mean, you can either find the hole at running back, cover a guy at corner or not. Sauce Gardner for the Jets should play week one and be really, really good. But I covered Warren Sapp his first year with the Buccaneers in Tampa. He was a dominant defensive lineman in college. First year, three sacks. Second year, he tripled it to nine. Cooper Cup, four years in with the Rams, with McVay, four years in to that offense, had 900 yards receiving. Derrick Henry really didn't pop until about year three or four. He only started four games his first year. Derrick Henry, as good as he is, in his first two years, started four games for the Titans offense. It takes a while. There'll be a couple of corners and a running back or two that will pop early. But this game is fast. It's complex. And even great rookies can rarely pop early. Jamar Chase, Bengals, complete outlier. Dear Colin, of the notable quarterbacks in their second year, which one do you think separates? My guess, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. Number one. He's more talented than the rest of them. I think you'll see it this year. Number two, unlike Mac Jones in New England, the Jags have leaned in to Trevor Lawrence. They got him an offensive coach. They got him Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. They got him a tight end, Evan Ingram. And two running backs banged up last year, both return this year. In every unit offensively, they leaned in. It's also a weaker-than-average division. My guess is Trevor Lawrence puts up pretty big numbers in year two for the Jags. Can't wait to watch it. Dear Colin, what's something that sounds political that isn't? I'll give you one. Donald Trump, and I kind of like it, may be responsible for college realignment. He eliminated a tax loophole that allowed college boosters to write off their season ticket purchases. So fans could deduct 
80% of their donations on their taxes. He eliminated that. I mean, in 2016, Alabama claimed ticket-related donations of up to $25 million, but it's no longer a write-off. Trump eliminated that. So what happened? Well, if I don't get a write-off as a rich guy, why am I going to give you a couple million dollars? You got to make the games better. Texas said, I keep going to my boosters. USC said, we keep going to our boosters. I can't sell Oregon State, Washington State, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. Now Texas can go to their boosters who don't get that write-off and say, we'll give you Georgia, we'll give you Bama, we'll give you LSU, and we'll give you Oklahoma. All right, I'll sign up, even though I don't get the write-off. USC can say, I'll give you Michigan, I'll give you Wisconsin, I'll give you Penn State, I'll give you Ohio State. I don't get the write-off, but I want to be at those games. It's actually a loophole that was eliminated. I think it's been the impetus for Texas, USC to realign to conferences with bigger name brands on Saturday. And I kind of like it. Dear Colin, does Jimmy G to the Cleveland Browns, Mary Kay Cabot reports it could happen, make sense to you? Yeah, I said this yesterday on Fox. It makes total sense. It is a quarterback-friendly offense, not quarterback-centric. Kevin Stefanski has some lineage with Gary Kubiak and the Shanahan's. This offense for Jimmy G will be very familiar. Your star is a running back, Nick Chubb. Like the Niners, it's above average offensive line. Jimmy G has played in notable division games. Russ Wilson, Sean McVay, Stafford, Kyler Murray. Jimmy G's been in a tough division in big national TV games and big playoff games. Cleveland, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Steelers, national TV games. Tough division. I think Jimmy G to Cleveland, if the suspension is longer than eight games, and I think it will be, I think it's a natural fit. It's an easy one. All right, John Middlecoff, former NFL scout, host of Three and Out and the Go Low Pod for the Volume Sports Network. So um, I watched the New York Giants. I wanted to see the first couple of drives. My takeaway is Daniel Jones is just okay. We may get a better version with Brian Dable, the head coach. The O-line appeared overwhelmed as the Patriots blitzed, it felt like, on every down. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was saying this, that I, I don't think fans understand sometimes, John, that owners, more owners than you think meddle, uh, Eric Mangini has told me incredible stories from both the Browns and the Jets. And I think the Maras, because they drafted this kid at six, want to see it through this year. And I, I just don't see it with Daniel Jones. On the first drive, he had a, a ball out in the flat. Any top 15 quarterback in the league hits that 15 to 15 times, flies it over his head. You know, he can hit a slant. Well, shit, everybody in the league can hit a slant. Every Every backup, you know, college guys can hit a slant. I feel like the Giants at this point, and I never thought I'd say this, I think they're being held back by their ownership. I really do. Well, if you, th well, if you think about it, do you remember that moment when Coughlin was fired, retired, and he left sta the stage and he didn't shake Morrow's hand and he stormed out of the room? Well, ever since that moment, they've gone through Pat Shermer, Gettleman, and Joe Judge. It it's been an absolute disaster for about four and a half years now. And that team's terrible. And for as bad as, listen, you and I could be an owner and we'd miss on hiring coaches. That's right, really right. hard. But to stick with Dave Gettleman 
in that situation over that period of time and let him draft. I mean, when he drafted Daniel Jones, and I knew people that do the SEC and go through Duke, he was well-liked. You know, he was an intriguing prospect. It's clear, right? You, he's big. He can move. He's got a live arm. He's not that accurate in terms of ball over life. But take him sixth overall. You know, even if you're going to take a swing on a project who's got a long way to go, Jordan Love went at the end of the 20s to take the guy sixth overall, take a running back in a league that, let's face it, is trending away hard from that at two overall. These guys are inheriting a dumpster fire. They really are. And this GM had a front row seat at one of the great turnarounds we've seen in recent memory in the Bills. I think everyone that knows him in the league thinks highly of him. And Brian Dayball, let's face it, before Josh Allen, what he did with Josh Allen, he deserves a lot of credit, is beyond impressive, right? right? But his resume before that, you know, as an offensive coordinator, wasn't great. So I, I think the best thing they could ask for is just bottom out, be terrible, and be in the position, which what looks like to be a fantastic quarterback draft and draft a guy and kind of start over. <clears throat> and maybe Daniel Jones. You know, Alex was more accurate, but I do think there's some Alex Smith qualities of just there's a lot there. He's a high-level guy. Maybe someone, maybe get with an Andy Reid, get get at a high-level organization, just kind of resurrect your career, even if it takes being a backup. Because there are going to be a lot of people that are just going to blame the Giants, right, say that right. you know he got his ass kicked through Shermer and then the Joe Judge situation. But, yeah, he's, as of right now, on this team, I mean, they're not set up. I mean, they got guys dropping balls, Colin, hitting them in their hand. I mean, it's just yeah. it's going to be ugly this year in New York. Yeah. You know, I, I said this about Jimmy Garoppolo is I, we, I, we don't need to go on about what he is, but, uh, you know, to me, he's sort of big game Jimmy. He's often very good in the two minute drill. He can be really good sometimes on the road. Um, there's a ceiling, but I never worry about him getting tight. I just think he's a limited, a limited player who's an accurate thrower. But I said this, if you brought in Jimmy G to like, let's say the Seahawks or the Giants, he's your best quarterback this year. And even if you draft a quarterback top five, he's better than him next year. And then he becomes the third year as you're not paying your quarterback. Potentially, you move him or he's a great mentor. I don't get the reluctance with Jimmy Garoppolo. You've seen him throw at practice over the last two weeks. I I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He looks just a normal Jimmy. I mean, you walk out to practice. It's a a normal, bizarre situation. What team transitions to a new quarterback? leaving a guy like Jimmy still around because usually that guy creates, you know, if Drew Rosenhaus was his agent or whatever, it would be fireworks, right? Get rid of my guy, release him, let him pick and choose. But from what I've been told is Jimmy does not want the controversy and there's no one right now really to go because those places like, does he really want to go to Seattle or New York? Probably not. I think he's hoping this Cleveland thing, you know, materializes. He goes there, good team, kind of resurrects his value and then gets some money this offseason as a free agent. I hear you on that one. The only problem is he's good enough to win you some games. And if I'm Seattle and definitely New York, I want to bottom out. Okay. You know, it's like it's like in the NBA. I, I want to have a chance for that number one overall pick. And we don't quite know who it's going to be. Like, there's not like uh, Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence for sure. I mean, there are several guys. I don't th- think, you know, Bryce is small, right? CJ's a little bigger, but he's not as mobile. It'll be interesting. I mean, we, this college season is going to play out, and one guy will kind of separate, you'd think, at the top. But there are several of them. So if I'm those two teams, I'm not messing with it. And Houston, I, I know they really like Davis Mills, and you know he's drafted in the third round. And we have several guys in the league, right? Your guy, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Like, we've seen in recent memory some third, fourth, fifth-round picks become very viable starters. Definitely third and fourth. And Davis Mills... 
big, good arm, Stanford, smart. Um, you know, Seattle's got nobody, and obviously the Giants got nobody. But I, I would, I would head head to the cellar if I, if I'm them before I mess with Jimmy. I hear what you're saying. If I was Jimmy, I would not want any part of either of those places, though. Yeah. Big news. FanDuel has an all-new mobile gaming app. FanDuel Faceoff is where you compete quick fun games against other real people for real cash. Has all sorts of games you're familiar with like a Home Run Derby, Wheel of Fortune, puzzle strategy games, and more. Contests are action-packed. Last between two and five minutes, you can play on your couch, waiting in line, during a commercial break, whenever on your schedule. Practice for free anytime. That's cool. Whether it's head-to-head, multiplayer, large tournaments, FanDuel face-off, something for you. Plus, in most games, you're going to be matched against peeps of similar skill levels. You're not totally overmatched, even as a beginner. Face-off also tied to your FanDuel account and wallet. So you can easily use your daily fantasy funds or sportsbooks winnings in the apps. Please download the FanDuel Face Off app and compete in a few non-cash contests. FanDuel.com. Always use the code Colin. Download the FanDuel Face Off app. Get in the game. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, okay, so you've been at Niners practice. Um, you know, I, I totally understand when fan, fan is short for fanatic, don't want to hear the truth. But I've got four different sources that Trey Lance struggles with accuracy. You've been at practice. You see it. He has good days and bad days. Um, I think it's going to work mostly because I have such confidence in the roster. Kyle Shanahan, I've always said the Niners offense is not quarterback centric. It's quarterback friendly. You don't have yeah. to be great. But you've watched Trey Lance. What do your eyes tell you? Yeah, up until two days ago, I mean, it had been an, a roller coaster, inaccurate. You know, he's about 50% when even his backups, you know, almost 70%. So that's an issue. The one thing he, it is. And to win in this league, even with a, court, a coach like Kyle Shanahan that loves running the ball and their defense is going to be fantastic, Jimmy Garoppolo is really good on third down. You know, and what's third down usually? It's third and eight. It's not third and one, right? So you, you got to throw either a, a, a longer pass, right? An intermediate route. And I, I do think the last two days, he's looked really, really good. Now, what he has going for him, like Mahomes several years ago, is he's inheriting a really good team. Yeah. And a really good coach. And they're, and unlike even Mahomes that first year, his defense is going to be fantastic. And offensively, the one thing with practice with his quote unquote inaccuracy is they're really him and Debo are trying to develop down the field. I, I think they're just trying to see if there's something there because, you know, Debo behind the line of scrimmage, quick screens, hand him the ball. They've really kind of forced that. And that's what training camps for. The other thing is Kittle and Bosa are on kind of unique training camp packages. <laughs> it's like we know what these guys are. We need 17 of these. Not they, they proving nothing. So Kittle's not a huge part of practice, and he's going to be like if he had practice, and he's a great practice player, clearly the Niners are like, listen, we, you come in a great shape. We're cool. We'll just ease you in. He's going to add five, six, eight percent to Trey immediately, right? Big target. It, it's it's quicker. Point. Yeah. But ultimately, what Kyle, like I worked for Andy Reid. Andy Reid loves throwing the ball. It's why he ultimately needs a throwing quarterback, and him and Mahomes are match made in football heaven. Kyle does not. I mean, his family motto is run the football <laughs> and he is going to run the football a lot. And they have so many running backs and their offensive line can run block at Kittle use check. I mean, they're one of the only teams that use the fullback and he's a fantastic player. So they basically have seven offensive linemen. I, I, I do think Trey, he'd have to be pretty bad for them to struggle. I, Colin, I think they're going to be pretty good. 
uh, unless he just implodes, which is always possible. Football's hard, but he's a high level guy. He's going to make some mistakes. I, I know you and me agree on this. Like picks, I, I can live with picks. It's just the, as we talked about with Daniel Jones, are you airmailing someone on third and eight when the guy's open to keep the sticks moving? Tie game, fourth quarter. It, it's plays like that that he, you're going to have to live with him improving as the season comes on or goes on. But I, I, I do think there's a lot there to be very bullish on as a player. So, listen, I think the Vikings are going to be the most improved team. Or I think the Patriots have a chance to be um, one of the bigger drop-off teams. I think the Bears are going to implode. Um, Terrible. Yeah, I think they could be the worst team in the league. But it's interesting with New England. So this was floated to me a few weeks ago. And it's a theory that um, – Belichick looked at the schedule. The last seven games, they play like Pro Bowl quarterbacks. So New England needs to start pretty quick. And by not naming an offensive coordinator and not giving Mac Jones any snaps in the preseason, they will have a September element of surprise. There are no trends. Matt Patricia's never called plays. And that Belichick knows we got to get off to a fast start. Now, Belichick, September's always been his experimental month. But I, I think Bill can look at things. I mean, he knows he can't force Josh Allen to punt. There are things he knows. Miami is upgraded significantly on offense with Kyle Shanahan's system. So uh, that's the only thing I can I, – I, I said the other day, if you were sabotaging the Patriots, you would do three or four things. Overspend for mediocre free agents, cut your best corner in a passing league, piss off Tom Brady and have a weird draft with players if you leave have no value. Oh, yeah, and make defensive coaches offensive coaches. It's weird. What do you make of what they're doing? Because I can't figure it out. Well, right when you flipped on the preseason game, they had a couple guys coming back from injury on defense, and I think it's fair to say I'll give him the benefit of their defense, even his son coaching the defense, and uh, Gerard Mayo, the former linebacker. I I think they'll be fine there. They typically always are, even though they don't have like this famous of guys as they used to. Offensively, like I think it's pretty embarrassing to do what they're doing. I, I mean, do you remember the play last year with Joe Judge? And he technically wasn't the offensive yes. coordinator because he couldn't. He didn't know how he ran the ball on like third and nine on their pinned back of the three yard line. And then like that was, I think, week late in the season. It was basically like, you got to fire this guy. He didn't last much longer. And Patricia. I mean, Stafford, who clearly is a really high-level guy and gets along with everyone, despised the guy. Now, that's been the case for a lot of Belichick's coaches. Wow. Right? Just when, they, when they've been the head guy. But, but, but I do think that putting a lifetime defensive coach, I mean, he's been coaching defense now for 15 years. Position coaches, linebacker, DBs, defensive coordinator. He obviously was not the offensive coordinator when he was the head coach in Detroit to call plays. Like is is insane. The only way I can wrap my head around this is he's trying to save his owner money because both these guys are still getting paid by the Lions and the Giants. And if you don't put titles on, you don't have to pay him as much. But I, it's I, there's no explanation for it, Colin. It's th- any other coach that did it would get absolutely eviscerated. Now he's got a little more equity, but I think these two guys, Judge and Patricia, are pretty polarizing names now because we saw like how big they flamed out. I mean, it, it was really, really bad for both, right? Running out of town, I- embarrassingly bad, like completely over their head. It, remember Patricia screamed at the reporter for not sitting up straight as he's, you know, listen, I like to eat as much as the next guy, but he's just a slob, <laughs> you know? And let's face it, the other thing is that as a defensive coach, 
they got dramatically better when Flores jumped in the next year. Wasn't he the defensive coach when yeah. when Nick Foles was slicing and dicing them? It's not like they were as buttoned up on defense. The Patriots have been better post-Patricia on defense with Flores and then Belichick and his kid. But they have been much more buttoned down on that side of the ball since Matty P took off the Detroit, and now he's back working on offense and doing Ernie Adams' job. Yeah, the um, you can't lose Ernie Ernie Adams and Dante Scardecchia. Like there are certain people in any company that are just pretty vital, and it's fair to say that those two guys play a role that are just. And I think a lot of people, Patriot guys, say Josh was pretty powerful individual yeah. in that building. Too. So in the last three years, they've lost Brady, Josh McDaniels, and Dante Scarnecchia, the best quarterback of all time, the best offensive loach, offensive line coach of all time, and the best coordinator offensively in the league. I mean, I'm sorry. And, you know, I said today on the air, you got to do four things. And the Chiefs do all of these well. The Rams do these well. You got to draft well. Patriots don't draft offense well. You got to develop it. They don't really develop offense well. You either have to buy it well or coach it well. The Chiefs do all four of those offensively. They draft it, they develop it, they coach it, or they'll just go buy it. When you look at their free agent, they, they have the most expensive tight end and wide receiving units. They don't have a yeah. single receiver that can separate. Not what Devontae Parker was last in the NFL last year in separation. Shit, they can't, John, they can't buy offense. Muhammad Sanu was a bust. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. They can't even buy it. Yeah. And, and they are depending on a guy who obviously Max, an impressive guy, but who's physically limited. And as the season gets cold, as it does in New England and in Buffalo, and the teams that they're going to have to beat late in the season. You know, it's, it's the thing that I would bet against Tua any cold weather game. Like I, I'm out. You know, it's 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 a thing with Deshaun Watson. I was talking to someone in the NFL. They're like, this guy, Deshaun Watson, who was really good before everything happened, but he was uh, he probably got slightly above average arm. Played at Clemson South, only warm, and then Houston Dome, and basically. Indy's in a dome. Tennessee's relatively warmer, right? He's not playing freezing cold games. Now he's going to Cleveland where it just gets cold the last two months. And think of the teams he's playing. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Like there are certain, when I worked in Philly, like you're not winning up there with a weak arm quarter. That's, right. That's kind of the question on Jalen Hurts. Like, can he do it? Well, no one knows. Time will tell. But most times in cold weather, Brady, Eli, right? Some of the guys that are going, like even Burrow, he's got a pretty good arm. You know, you got to have a strong arm yep. to get through the wind and the cold like th that factors in. And that would be my concern with Mac, who, let's face it, down the stretch of the season, you know, it wasn't that pretty. Well, no, I mean, Jay Cutler had some success in Chicago. Strong arm. Aaron Rodgers, strong arm. Stafford Northern Division had some success. Strong arm. Who struggled? Rodgers. Teddy Bridgewater. Donovan McNabb forever. Yeah. yeah. Teddy Bridgewater in Minnesota wasn't as effective. Flacco. Big Ben, you know, those guys in that division, strong arms. So I think there's something. To, I've had, you know, I remember when Josh Rosen was coming out and a, a, a guy said, Arizona could work or Miami. You're not putting him in a northern windy city. Like his ball's not going to cut through it. He's slender. It's not going to work. So uh, final question. I, I think I think Bill just ultimately just ran out of coaches, you know, at, at 70, 71 years old. He, he's never been big on like hiring random coordinators to bring in. And this, you know, in a weird way, almost took the easy route for a guy that isn't, you don't think of B Bill taking easy routes, but that's kind of what it feels like 
in this instance for sure. So Minnesota is my most improved team. I thought Cousins and uh, Mike Zimmer last year, I was told in the building was a mess. Um, I also think they'll be healthier. I also think Green Bay won't be nearly as dynamic offensively. Chicago is still a mess. I have the Vikings being my nearly double your win total from like, uh, what were they last year? Eight. I'll put them at like 13. Is there a dramatically better team in this league in your eyes? Uh, my, my, my issue, my pushback on Minnesota is, you know, I think we just assume all these young coaches are just going to be good. Coaching is hard. And this guy, impressive, right? Drafted once by Belichick. McVay likes him. Smart guy, clearly. Yeah, I think same thing with Nate Hackett. In like, it's hard, you know. Not all these guys are going to hit. We talk about that a lot with quarterbacks, like only percentage. Some of these new coaches, especially on these talented teams, it just aren't going to work out. But you know, I, I they obviously have a lot of talent. This I don't think is a sleeper team, but I do think the Chargers have the best roster in the league, and they won nine games last year. Like, I, I don't think it's inconceivable they win like 13, 14, because they had an elite offense last year and a top five quarterback. I mean, I, I know multiple teams. You grade every player in the league. Herbert was anywhere between four and five. Like all the quarterbacks in the league. That's how the league viewed them. But their defense was atrocious. Remember, they got the Texans ran it down their throat. The last game, they couldn't stop Derek Carr. And you add Khalil Mack, who's fantastic against the run. You add J.C. Jackson. You add the Rams defensive tackle. You know, Brandon Staley is a defensive guy who was, I'm not the biggest Brandon Staley guy, but he's taught by Vic Fangio. Their defense should be dramatically better, and we know how good their offense is. They're rolling everyone back. So, I, I just think on paper, like if you told me Andy Reid was the coach of that team, I'd be like, they're winning 15, 16 games. So, <laughs> if, if Brandon Staley is just solid, I mean, they they could, they probably should win the division. Uh, now that division is Denver's obviously going to be really good. I mean, the Raiders should be pretty good. Who the hell's betting against Andy and Mahomes? But not all these teams are going to make the playoffs, right? Someone in that division potentially two, right? Depending on how it shakes out in the AFC could go like nine and eight or eight, and nine or whatever. And miss the, and it's going to feel like they won three games. You know, if that happens in Denver chargers or the Raiders and they miss the playoffs, even if they win nine games, it's going to feel like a devastating blow. Cause they've all, you had Russell Wilson, you had Khalil Mack, JC Jackson with Herbert. You had Josh McDaniels and Devonte Adams. Like having I mean, the pressure on all those, Andy kind of gets to fly under the radar. Well, last time I checked, he's won the division six straight years. And I don't think they plan on losing it. So, and they, they feel pretty confident about their chances when they play these teams. So it's that division is that's as good as it gets, right? Because the NFC West with Seattle falling off. I actually, my team to implode. Yeah, I know you're New England. Mine's Arizona. They, they got a lot going on there. I mean, their running back coach was just arrested. He's on team leave. Their star, the wide receiver that they traded a first-round pick for was going 500 miles an hour on the way to practice. He went to jail for the day. It's got a lot of moving parts. Now they got midseason hard knocks. The, now the pressure, you know, you, you make the playoffs, you know, can you do it again? It's just like, are they just a locked playoff team? You know, that they swept the Niners last year. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And now they've always played well in the division because Kyler's tough, but I, I, I feel they're kind of come back to earth a little bit. Now the NFC's pretty crappy you know them and for example minnesota who really were last year i mean minnesota was right there till the end i mean they just kind of imploded on d so i mean that they, they could easily be in the mix dallas too i mean dallas another team that the eagles have a better roster now dallas has the better quarterback but the eagles have the better team i mean dallas how many weapons on offense can you lose i mean it's not like dax aaron Rodgers here no i mean 
uh, to be honest with you, Cedric Wilson was one of my favorite threes in the league. I mean, he's a really good three. Okay, so Amari's your best route runner's gone. Your three's gone. CeeDee Lamb's fine to a one. Gallup's never proven he can be a dependable two. I mean, it's it's they don't have a three. So oh, I mean, Amari caught eight touchdowns last year. Who's replacing the eight touchdowns? Where, where are they divvying those up? <laughs> That's a lot of points. Yep. All right, John Middlecoff, three and out. Go low pod. Buddy, this was great on short notice. We'll talk soon. Have a good weekend, Colin. volume make sure to check out the draymond green show i brought draymond green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports unique perspective understands behind the rope also chops up with guests like gary payton zach levine tracy mcgrady make sure download the draymond green show wherever you get your podcasts only on the volume podcast network it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.